All right, you guys ready? Yep. All right. You're listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast with Kyle Kaplanis. Don't FOMO right. out. That's right. the biggest mistake in this space right now with FOMO. And Duke McKenzie. That's just crazy, right? It's like it's insane. like conversations with thought leaders, experts, influencers, culture shapers, discussing all things innovative, groundbreaking creative developments evolving digital markets. The podcast for those who are curious about what is next. Social media, Web3, NFTs, the metaverse, all the things you need to know about to start planning tomorrow's success today. Welcome to Tomorrow Today, the podcast with Kyle Kaplanis and Duke McKenzie. How's it going, Kyle? What's going on, Duke? How's it going? I'm good. Guess what? This is the first episode we're recording. It's not the first episode we're going to release. In 2023, but this is the first episode that we are recording in 2023. How was your holidays? How was that? It was good. It was nice to spend some time with family and and reflect on the new year, but I'm really pumped about 2023. I think this year is going to be very interesting, but going to be a good one. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think it's going to be a good one. What's funny is that it's the third week of January and it felt like this is the week that everything kicked back in. You know what I mean? Everyone got back where... It still felt a little bit like vacation and all those type of stuff, but vacation is done. We're back. We're ready to go. Yes, sir. There <laughs> you go. All right. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about today is there's been a lot of talk about the downturn in the economy. All the tech companies have been doing a bunch of layoffs and all of that type of stuff. And even though we're more in entertainment, as many of the audience may know, We work with creators. A big part of our job is helping creators get these branded opportunities, partnering with corporations, partnering with brands. That's one of our core traits of what we do over where we work on a daily basis at Project Z. And I'll ask you, are you finding that the downturn in the market and the corporate pressure, is that affecting creators with their brand partnerships? And what are you seeing on that? Yeah, 100%. We talk to a lot of people Experts in the community, just like us, who maybe are talent managers. And what we're seeing is a trend happening where the inboxes of these creators, these large creators who have a really big audience and great audience aggregators Mm -hmm. are seeing a downtrend of what is coming into their inbox of brands directly reaching out to them direct is definitely decreasing. So with that being said, we're now having to really focus on outreach. And I think a lot of companies are now having to pivot on that and, and being like, whoa, what's happening here? We got to change direction. Yeah, it's crazy because I know it's been our thing. I'm always wanting to do outreach and stuff like that, but it's crazy as in a lot of the creators we work with are younger than, I'd say, 27 and younger and all of those things, right? And they have never seen a downturn. It literally is when, if you look at not like two years, like pretty much just like in the middle of the pandemic and before the pandemic, brands were calling all the time. Brands were wanting to work. Brands were doing those things. Brand dollars are still there. Deals are getting done. It's just the deals are a lot harder. Uh, And what is interesting as a creator is that I think it's surprising with some of the creators. I think that this is the first downturn that they've had. I don't know. What do you think? What is your outlook for 2023 from creators working with brands and just the whole creator economy in general? This is my expertise talking in theories is the beginning of this new short form content creator, there was no tools. Brands were just testing the waters. And where did they see they wanted to test with was creators who were trending, who were popular, who had built these audience aggregators. And they were just throwing money because they were testing it out. Now that they've had the period to test, 
they're going through 2023 now, especially we're not in a stable economy right now. Mm -hmm. They're going to be smarter with their dollars. What I'm thinking is that UCG content creators, who are those creators who just create content for brands or whoever on a smaller budget, these brands are like, let's just work with them. And then we're going to throw the money that we were going to spend maybe on a creator into some backend boosting. Mm -hmm. uh, how that works because they're able to convert. Now, some of these top creators, they're having trouble converting and therefore they're like, well, why should we spend here? But there's going to reach a time where those creators don't have the affinity of being able to speak to somebody, their best friend. These creators who have built these audiences can speak directly to these people. So there is going to be a point, I think, even within this year where it's going to have to shift back because that's just who the people want to see heard from, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. You know what's crazy? So here's the thing about boosting and all that stuff. Let's dive in a little bit more. Here's what I think one of the things that are happening. A lot of the creators we work with, we've been spending a lot of time over the last, I would say, three years thinking about TikTok, talking about TikTok, doing TikTok, and we're, we're very bullish on TikTok. We've been spending a lot of time talking about TikTok and all of that type of stuff. And one of the things that I am, I don't want to use the word suspicious, what I am wondering, what is going on? Because TikTok is great. Love TikTok. God bless TikTok. Hallelujah. Amen, right? But one of the things that I'm wondering is that TikTok's ad business is growing aggressively. It's actually the only social media platform right now that is having strong ad growth, beating numbers year over year, like bashing them out of the park, is TikTok. YouTube, which is the granddaddy and the king and all that type of stuff of the creator economy, is experiencing softness. In fact, to the point where they're launching guaranteed revenue or something for YouTube shorts, and there's rumors or whatever that we're hearing from some feedback from creators or whatever that is, that the revenue that they're going to be expecting, YouTube brought it up saying, oh, we're going to pay people for shorts or whatever, that the advertising demand, because how YouTube works is YouTube gives creators a percentage of the ad revenue that's generated when someone sees it before their post or like before or after their post. I wasn't sure how. Do you know how the shorts was going to work? How they're going to divide up the revenue for shorts? Do you know how it was yep. going to work? How was it going to so, so basically the shorts fund, how it's going to work is that it's like a pool system. So it's not on individual videos because of the fact that they don't want to run an ad after every video. That would be mm -hmm. so ridiculous. People would be off the app. So it's going to be very much like TikTok where... As you're scrolling, you're going to see an ad every once in a while. Now, the creators who are within the partner program who have qualified and have approved to the new 2023 terms and conditions will be put into a pool. And in that pool, the revenue will be shared across the creators who are participating and whatever the ad revenue, and it's going to be split up equally, but also dependent on the views of what each creator is brought in. If you're a top tier creator that brings in a ton of views, you're going to get more of that pool. And it's a 40-60 split on the shorts because of the fact that they are allowing you to monetize on music. Anything that they own licensing to, you're able to still monetize on that because it's very sound-based, which is cool. Ah, right, which right, is really, right, really cool. Right, right. It's better than TikToks. So it's so a 40-60 split to the create? Like, who gets the 60? So 60 goes to YouTube, and that's only because of the music licensing program. That's only on short form, not on long form. It's still 60-40. But on the short form, it's 40, 60 because of the music licensing, because you are still able to monetize on the music that you use on your content. Got it, because they're, they're paying. They're, they're paying for all the licensing. Right, 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 right. You know, I don't actually believe, I got to check this out. It's funny. YouTube is the granddaddy, but I actually don't think that YouTube is profitable yet. 
I'm going to do a check and see and put it in the show notes. But YouTube, it's not secret. They're starting to talk to creators and give some guidance that to temper revenue expectations from this new short program where when it just came out and they were talking to all these creators about it, everything, they were really like, this is going to blow TikTok away and whatever, you're going to get a big chunk of the revenue. Now, TikTok problem is that their creator revenue share program is garbage. Like it doesn't work. Nobody like, I, again, God bless TikTok, love TikTok, all of that type of stuff. No creator that has come on here or that has talked about it and you can look in public. They're not mad at it. It's just a non-entity. Where the YouTube AdSense program, like the YouTube creator sharing revenue is an entity. They care about that revenue. People have built large businesses from that. But one of the things going back as we're going on to this tangent, the reason why I brought this all up is because one of the things that is being spoken about in the industry is the growth of the boosting of media on TikTok. Is that taking away from the creator earnings? Because instead of buying 20 sponsored posts of working with the creator directly. When brands call TikTok and asking for advice and all those things, TikTok, as it should, because it that's where it's incentivized because they don't get money from the sponsored posts from the brand. TikTok is driving all that money to boost media. And yeah. it seems that that's one of the things that people are, people are questioning. Yeah, no, for sure. TikTok focus right now isn't creators. Their focus right now is media dollars. And as a business, it's pretty smart because of the fact that they are buying out all the branded content and then being able to distribute it even to creators as such within the app and being able to plug it in. But I just have a feeling that, you know, if YouTube can figure out a way for this to work in short form to really stick over there and creators are eventually going to figure out where their time will be spent and more people who are spending more time over it somewhere else, eventually the app is going to catch up. Um, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like going to eventually, and I think that's going to happen because like you said, the TikTok creator fund is just not good. They, and gotta, they just, yeah. they got to get it to get, like, it just seems that one of the advantages that TikTok has because it's all algorithm based and stuff followed like Instagram, whatever is that they, the algorithm can make stars, can make people fall and could really push a bunch of different yep. content, making it so that it's not really, it is creator dependent because it's all user generated content but they're less dependent upon creators as YouTube is. But are they? Because YouTube grew up really celebrating their creators. They've taken a little bit of a break after the pandemic, but doing their YouTube summary list with their top creators and all that type of stuff and making the videos and really embracing creators, right? I think that's the way to go. And I think that that's the way TikTok should go. Yeah. That if these creators can make a living outside of just the branded, the branded and sponsored posts, that seems to be better for the app. The interests of TikTok and the interests of the creators that produce the most of the content on the platform might be fair to say that their interests at this moment aren't aligned. Yeah, 100%. As a creator, you actually can't live off TikTok. Whereas YouTube, you can grow to be a creator and you can just off of the AdSense revenue dollars, you can pay all your bills. TikTok, you can't unless you're a small business who have a product then it's freaking great. Some of these small businesses are killing it. But right now, like you're right, the creator and the TikTok's focus is they're not in alignment. And that happens. It can only go so long before it's going to either have to give in one direction. Right, right, right. And it might take some time because TikTok's growing like gangbusters. It is the only social media. Like, so you have, you, have, you have teenage daughters or whatever. So my daughter, who is 16, and my son, who is 14, he uses Snapchat. 
but as mm-hmm. communication, I'm in the business. And it's funny because I still, I don't know how to use it. Like, I, I don't use it well. Like, I, I'm like, it's not designed for me. It's not intuitive. I try, I get on there and all those things. They use, and they use TikTok. They do mm-hmm. use YouTube, but it's TikTok, 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 you know TikTok. TikTok. There, Duke? So my teens use TikTok religiously and YouTube for long form. But my younger two, my nine and 11 year old only use YouTube shorts religiously. And they even told, yeah, which is interesting. They both have access to TikTok and YouTube shorts, but my younger two prefer it. They just say they like it because of the fact that they can go and click on that creator they might've liked and see, do they have long form content? Like they want to go explore Uh, more. It's faster for them to go between the two and being able to explore long form content quickly. And the capabilities on TikTok as well by if they have it linked to their profile. But it's faster just to go click, boom, now you're on the long form content. I feel like that's something that might play a part as well, because long form is still the number one stickiest content of all time. Like if you you can make good videos there and you have people watching, you, you can convert people. Right. No, no, no. And when we say long form, it's like five, seven, 10 or 20 minute yeah. YouTube videos. And that's why YouTube in the long run in the creator economy, there's a company called Spotter, right? And Spotter, what it does is that in their algorithm, if you have a history of making YouTube videos and guessing the views, it will pre-buy your YouTube videos and at a discount and then try and make money at a profit from the YouTube AdSense programs. It's a whole economy and everything. And Instagram has that, it's fun to use. It still has that factor of coolness is not the right word, but Instagram still has cachet. It does have cachet. But the thing is that it does not support creators. Oh, none. At all. Right? Like you can, I guess you can make, like they are the worst. It's funny if you take the list, like, right? So right now as creator friendly, and I encourage all of them to change, but right now as creator friendly, right? You have YouTube as number one as the Mm -hmm. most creator friendly platform, meaning that you can make a living without selling a sponsored post and just focusing on your content, right? That is accessible to you to do. All right. Number two, I would argue that TikTok, even though we complain about or whatever, but TikTok right now is the second most friendly creator platform because at least they're trying and they're younger, meaning it's a newer company. TikTok in this form, in its current form, has really only been active for the last three years or so, right? You look at YouTube when it was three years old or whatever, they had a lot of the same problems and they did not support creators as well and all of that type of stuff. But Instagram... It is 13 years old. It is 13 years old. Instagram was founded October 2010. And it's founded so long ago. And they have no creator infrastructure. They don't care. It boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. Because their content is a creator-driven platform. And all of those Mm. things, right? Kardashian's big on there. I think Ronaldo is the most followed Instagram personality. But it's just crazy that they just, they don't care. It's not a creator first type of platform. And that's why I think TikTok is challenging it first. Yeah. Because if you want to do a reels, yeah, they'll do reels and stuff like that. But you're not paying me. You're not doing these things. I know they had some type of paid program, but it's funny that they could do a lot better. Yeah. And they're paying on the Facebook side. So reels does have a Facebook creator program that pays decently well. Mm-hmm. But not on the like IG side, which is interesting. Yeah, which is interesting. We used to talk about it a lot and stuff like that. What do you think about Triller right now? Do you even think about it? I'm yeah. not about them without us bringing it up or somebody asking me about them. 
not once and we're in the space right like we're in right. the space no that is very interesting i have that... not seen their name pop up anywhere so they're, yeah. they're not up of mind if i start seeing name a few more times or if i started seeing it i'd pay more attention but if i'm in the space and i don't see or hear of them yeah no i'm looking right. it up it looks like they're being sued by universal music trailer removes major label music catalogs from app reassessing deals Remember, there was a time in their history where there was an argument that they could replace TikTok. Now, yeah, here's the thing about TikTok, right? Here's the thing. Now, I don't believe, and we're kind of pivoting here, like future predictions, right? So I don't believe that the U.S. will ban TikTok. I think that they're going to go to this solution that we've talked about in past episodes where the, it'll get spun out somehow and all that type of stuff and move in that direction. However, I don't think that's going to be a smooth process. And the thing is, that still gives an opportunity for the YouTubes and the Facebooks and all of that type of stuff to go after and try and get market share. And mm -hmm. for an upstar like Triller or someone like that, th that is TikTok's Achilles heel at the moment of trying to figure out, well, how can it stay here? Because a bunch of state schools have been banning it. The government, like the Biden administration is under more pressure to ban it. And you know what's going to be crazy? A presidential election is starting next year. Yep. That'll be a hot topic. They'll be back at the crosshairs again. Yeah, for sure. And when that happens, again, like we saw this with Trump and administration, that advertisers hold their money out because they don't want right. to risk, you know, so it's going to be very interesting and, and we're going to see how that plays out. And the shift might go back into all ad dollars are going to the granddaddy YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. I think right now what I tell creators is you can't, and I've been saying it from the beginning, even though one platform might be your biggest audience aggregator, you can't put your eggs in one basket. You have to be able to play the whole game and being able to bring audiences other places because you never know. Right. Again, I don't believe that they're yeah. going to get removed from the U.S. I think there'll just be a lot of unnecessary negative pressure for totally. someone to do that. However, I thought that this would have been solved and sorted out by now. I know, but it's you know, still... We were in the TikTok space when President Trump stood in front of a tarmac saying, okay, we're going to ban TikTok. And then he yeah. signed an executive order. And that yeah. was when all the deals got paused. Yes. All of the deals got paused because they're like, yo, man, this is nuts. And then we had to go through that. But if that is still a possibility, again, I don't think it is likely, but it is still a possibility. I'm sure people are trying to rush through and figure that out. Yeah, because like it is banned across federal regulated phones. Yeah. They did pass that. Yeah. To me, I think that should be a thing anyway. Like, why are these phones that are government issued have social media? And right, like, right, 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 like, right, 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 right. I'm like, right, hey, right. cool. Like, I don't mind that anyway. Like, that that makes sense anyway. That's but, actually a good take. But like, yeah. maybe these phones shouldn't have any social media on them anyway, right? Like, like they should be. Novel, you have to be right. on those things. But if not, like, it's not your personal phone. You should just be using it for the use of your job. But so I didn't take that as a negative thing. Like, that's very, like, that's oh, very hard nose of you. Yeah. Hard nose of you, Kyle. <laughs> that's smart that's smart okay all right and then the last take here is there not a replacement of tiktok or whatever but is there a hot app that we're going to be talking about this year there's that app right now you basically take a picture of what you're really doing at that one time it's called be real yeah my teens use it religiously do they but, yeah they do and they still do 
Explain to everyone how it works and what Be Real yeah. is and all well, that type of stuff. Well, Be Real's concept is it's a social media platform where you're trying to show yourself in the real moment. So what it does is it takes a photo of your front camera and back camera. So it can show you and whatever you're seeing. And you get a notification and you only have a few minutes to be able to do it. You cannot wait. You can't change it. If you miss it, you miss it. So therefore, the whole concept is to show people the reality of their environment without showing fakeness because influencers can take the best pictures, but that's not the reality of their world. My thing is, I just don't know, like, I think authenticity is huge and I think that will continue, but I don't know how long that will stick around. If right. Like, it seems like, like that's a feature. Like that might yeah. be, that might be a feature. Copied if you it. What? TikTok copied it. They already did? Yeah, it's already on their app. It's called like TikTok now. You're kidding. No. Okay, there you go. You heard it here, folks. Okay, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's a feature. People are going to copy it. And oh, no. that, that's what happened to Snapchat. Like, that was great. And I forgot whatever their stories product was. And then Instagram stories came. And that's okay. the only thing. It's funny. On Instagram, that is actually the only thing I really use. And the DMs. It's, I do you use the DMs. I don't really DM yeah. anybody. Who do you DM? Oh, like I was going to say, Instagram's like the C suite Gmail of DMs for creators. People use that for contacting each other. I feel like they use it a ton. So interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Well, okay. Here's my last prediction. And this is where we'll close it off. How do you think the year is going to turn out? Do you expect a slowdown to last into next year? Do you think that the creator economy from a brand deal perspective, everything will have a strong Q4? How do you think this year will play out for 2023? Yeah, I think as a creator right now, because of inbound, you have to be smart and think about who your team is because you need a team more than ever. And your team has to be able to pivot wherever the hell they can be, because I think it's going to continue. We're going to see this go in to all of 2023 and we have to be more flexible. Like creators need to be more flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd be more willingness to give back more. And those that don't, they're going to sit there one day and be like, what's happening? Like, where's my yeah, money? Yeah, no, I agree. That is good advice for creators. We give there is like, be flexible. Yes. There is brand dollars out there, brand partnerships. It's just they're more picky yep. and they will expect more for their dollar. Yep. And one of the things is there's very few creators out there. You may think you're one of one. But there's alternatives. And at this point, brands are much more comfortable going after and looking at alternatives and trying new things. It's a lot of opportunity. Life is great. A lot of oh, opportunity. Lot. But it is Absolutely. there. Is, we are in a season of more pressure. Yes. Yep. That's it. 2023, the pressure. The year of 2023 <laughs> is the season of pressure. Yes. All sir. right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe. Please leave a comment. Please rate. I'm Duke McKenzie. This is Kyle Kaplanis. We will talk to you next time.